This is the Gopher Puck Live podcast, episode 27, recorded Tuesday, November 20th, 2012. Welcome to the Gopher Puck Live podcast, along with Hammy and Vigo. I'm your host, Jupiter. Tonight we have a special guest joining us for the second time in as many years. Current ESPN 1500 writer and former inch writer Jess Myers is joining us. Jess, what's going on? I'm, I still participate in an occasional inch podcast, but that's uh, but former inch writer. That's accurate. I like former it. inch because you know you were there can, can until I this cool fall, and then you too, and then way? you left. Right. And then a month later, they're done. So they they said Myers isn't here. We just can't go on. No, that's not what happened. But no, that's exactly I, what happened. But that's what I tell the girls anyway. Well, we keep telling Bruley over there at USCHO that it was his fault that he took Don Inge. But it's just he's that's just too easy though to blame Bruley, isn't it? It's fun because he gets all nervous. Yeah, you yeah. See the look on his face. He he looks like he wants to kick my ass. Like I swear I didn't do anything. <laughs> no, we we had a fun and enjoyable and uh, ten year run, I, wasn't it? Yep, ten year run, and it was it was a great time, and um, it was just one of those deals. And you know, we all experience this where real life just kind of creeps in. You know, kids, jobs, you know, all that stuff, and takes away the the time we had to put into it. And uh, that was the reason I made. For walking away, uh, that was my decision for walking away, and then uh, not too long later, that was the rest of them's decision for walking away. So now they just kind of have a little blog going at what inchwriters.com or something yep, like that. Just blogging now and then, um, and you know, doing some stuff like we've done in the past, uh, found on a cocktail napkin, and an occasional um, podcast uh, stuff like that. But as far as you know, weekly notebooks and stuff like that, th- those days are done. So that means now you're full-time covering the Gophers. I'm gone from covering 12 teams to covering one team. And you picked the right team. Well, I hope so. I mean, it feels pretty good. It would be better if it was your uh, Bulldogs, wouldn't it? Well, you know, hey, the Bulldogs will always have a special place in my heart and in my life. But uh, Right now it pays to follow the Gophers. And I've been a Twin Cityan for (laughs) 20-some years now, and uh, you you go with with what you got. If you can't be with the one you love, you love the one you're with, right? Nah. Wow. Or something. <laughs> it's already going downhill from here, isn't it, guys? Absolutely. So when do I get a cool handle? Like, you know, you get Jupiter. Well, can Jupiter, I get... I've just, that's been my internet handle forever, so I'm just, I, I just stick with it. We could just call you A-hole if you want. Venus? Can I be Venus? No, you cannot. <laughs> no one can have another planetary <laughs> handle but me. Can I, can I have a fictional planet? Can I be Alderaan? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a nerd. I really am. <laughs> well, boys, the Gophers this past weekend, three points from the Badgers. Uh, I was hoping for a sweep. I was trash-talking last week. Sweep all the way. We're going to kill them. And, of course, my team showed up and played them fairly even for the whole weekend. Hammy, what's your thoughts on the three-point weekend for the Gophers? Well, you know, I wasn't – you know, after Friday night, everybody's, of course – I mean, you know how it is at GPL. Everybody's Sheer panic mode. Hair yeah, I mean, I actually thought that they played relatively well. They had some, you know, pipes here or there. I mean, the only, I mean, the tail of the game was pretty much not capitalizing on two majors. I mean, that's about as, that's pretty much it right there. I mean, and I could see why people would be frustrated by that. Um, but, you know, it just the pendulum goes all over the place. The week before it was they can't do enough five on five. Then it was they didn't score in the power play enough on Friday. And it, so it's all over the map, and and on Saturday, I you know I thought they played pretty well. A little bit, uh, you know, I thought the key part of the game was when we killed off the five on three, and then Wilcox had the big save, and then about a minute or so later, Bukestad had you know tied the game up, and it just seemed like from that point onward, the Gophers, the momentum kind of was in their favor, and uh, so you know I didn't think it was a bad weekend, and I was pretty happy with the way they played it. Would I've liked more goals, sure, but uh, I thought that they did all right. Viggs, what do you think? Well, I think uh, they got bailed out by their goaltender a little bit. I think in yeah. the games where they've they've lost, what happens is they give up an odd man rush or a real good scoring opportunity, and their their goalie doesn't come through the save. And those have been some of the games they've dropped. But against Wisconsin on Saturday, Wilcox really came through and showed his ability. And uh, if they've got a goalie like that, that's going to help them throughout the season when they are playing a little bit better in the offensive end, five on five and power play. Jess, is Wilcox the guy now then? 
Absolutely. And I mean, you, we're uh, not going to see much Dombrowski. He's obviously injured, but I think he's probably earned it, hasn't he? Yeah, he's absolutely earned it, and and not to knock Shabrowski because I think he's played relatively well. He's uh, you know had a had a clunker or two, but uh, the telling thing for me that that this is obviously the way Lucci is going is I asked you know Don the other night about some of those adventures that Wilcox has outside the net where. You know, hey, sometimes he looks really good, and sometimes you're kind of holding your breath, wondering, is he going to get back in time before they get a shot? And, uh, you know, I asked Don, are you going to try and chain him to the crease a little bit more? And Don said, no. You know, he he's uh, he, he creates some anxious moments, and we're going to see more of those. So, you know, if you're a coach that's absolutely willing to accept that kind of play from a freshman, knowing that, hey, you take the good with the bad, this is your guy. I think he sent that message. Okay. Is, did you get that from Lucia when you had pizza with him Saturday night? No, no. Was, uh, <laughs> the first time ever I've ever seen Don Lucia go out after a game. Yeah, I've seen the Gensels uh, at Campus yeah. Pizza before, but uh, to see Don and Joyce uh, out with Carol Saratori, another uh, coach's wife and another hockey parent, uh, mm-hmm. you know, was nice. And, and, you know, Don is one of those very private guys, and, and you can't really blame him. And he said in this age of, you know, the Internet and cell phone cameras and stuff, he is very guarded and, and just doesn't like to be out in public much. So uh, ni- nice to see him out and relaxing. And, and it, also nice that, you know, a couple fans came up and said, hey, great game, but he wasn't, you know, getting bugged or anything like that. Uh, two years ago, it might not have been the same story for him to go out in public, but things are better now. Yeah, well, those two fans were pretty much in the tank uh, at the time. Sure. Absolutely. And I recommended that they not go over and talk to the Don, but they ignored me and did it anyway. But they said he was very nice, which, you know, it was kind of nice. Absolutely. And he was surrounded by friends, and it was a good thing. <laughs> yes, he was definitely surrounded by friends at that game. Yep. So, guys, what stuck out? What was bad? Obviously, power play was not looking good this weekend. Two five-minute majors, not a sniff there. I mean, they might have got a couple goals on the power play, but and earlier this year, they have two five-minute majors, and it's going to look a lot more lopsided than that, and they did nothing. The Badgers shut them down. Vigo, power play, what's going on? Well, I thought Wisconsin moving to that diamond penalty kill really gave the Gophers a lot of problems. Uh, when a team gets like that, you want to bring them up high, work it down low, and then get aggressively to the net with two-on-ones, and they were having a hard time getting the puck cycled around from up top. You know, they are trying to hit the passes across the diamond, and I'd, they finally got to get a little more movement underneath at the end of Saturday night's game. I think it's just something they need to continually work on because they're going to see that. Um, I know Vermont's got a pretty good penalty kill, and they're going to have to handle different kills when they're on the power play. Hammy, thoughts? On the power play? Or, yeah. Uh, you know, for I, mean, me, I, I thought they stunk. I, yeah. I mean, sometimes I wonder if they've overloaded a little too much on that uh, top power play unit, if maybe they had to spread it all up because that second unit to me, there's – I mean, even if you have those guys on the ice most of the time on that top unit, I, sometimes I wonder if they might want to spread the wealth a little bit on that, but I'm not the coach, so that's not my call. But anyways, I, I you know, when the talent is there, I think that it just inevitably, it's going to rise to the occasion, but it just hasn't clicked consistently this year to the point that we would expect. And, uh, you know, I, when you have guys like Bukestad out there, I think sometimes teams are so – you know, maybe you need to you know work on that because teams are so concerned about Bukestad that you, maybe you can uh, take advantage of that and exploit some of those things and that you know the whole one timer and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, maybe they need to find some different plays that they can uh, run on the power play to be more effective. Now, Jess, I was listening to uh, Pat McAlletty because I was in the photo box in the third period and. He was saying they should just start out with the second unit because the first unit was stinking it up this weekend and that the second power play unit was moving the puck better and getting better chances. Well, you know, that's an interesting opinion, and you would do that for two reasons. Number one, you know, because you want some fresh legs out there, and then number two, maybe to send a message to that top unit mm-hmm. that, hey, mm-hmm. uh, publish or perish, you know, in, in a manner of speaking, you know, put uh, put points on the board or we're going to find somebody who is. And, you know, and Lucia talked about that too both nights about – Still looking for that secondary scoring, that that next group behind the usual suspects who's ready to step up and and say, hey, I'm here to take this job. You know, you need help. I'm your guy. And nobody's done that yet. That's one of the most disappointing things for me. The other thing I noticed, and, and I wrote about this a little bit over the weekend, was 
they really miss Sam Warning. Um, you know, you don't think of him as a superstar, but he was definitely, uh, you know, a key cog in that top nine group of forwards that Lucia had put together. And without him in there, it's, it's just kind of thrown everything off. And that's not to say they won't adjust to that or he won't get healthier or come back. But, uh, you know, right at this point, I think that's causing more problems than people realize. Well, Jess, what do you think about Lucia putting a defenseman up at forward for pretty much the whole season so far? I mean, we've seen Hall up there for, I would say, what, three quarters of the season. Yep. What do you think about him doing this? We, we're kind of getting, you know, we've talked about it the last few weeks, and we don't think it's a very good solution. And maybe, maybe a freshman or maybe a senior on the defense needs to sit. What do you think? Yeah, you know, and that's a good problem. That's, that's Don yeah. Lucia's <laughs> best problem to have is the fact that he had, you know, eight or nine functional defensemen coming mm-hmm. into the season. You know, he made a decision to redshirt, uh, to redshirt one of them and which we kind of figured he'd do, but then it's like, what do you do beyond that point? You dress seven defensemen. Do you move somebody up? And he's still kind of figuring that out as well. Now, again, it's a fantastic problem to have. Um, if I were to call Dave Shyak right now and say, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to present you with too many defensemen. How will you handle it he'd say yeah i'll figure it out don't worry about it you know give, give me as many as you want but uh but you know it's it's a tough situation and i'm not sure that putting you know whoever it is up at forward has worked out the way he's wanted but granted it's not even thanksgiving yet i think you know these things are going to sort themselves out uh, before we even see a holiday tournament here and i think they're going to be in good shape now hammy you've kind of thought that maybe it's time to sit one or two of the fresh you know give them a night off and get more of a normal lineup do you do you still believe that oh yeah i mean I, honestly i don't like to pick on guys specifically <laughs> especially first year guys but i and I, this is the question i have is lucia going to be able to ha- show the guts to sit a first round draft pick in the stands and play a pretty much a guy who's getting no scholarship and is a walk on mm-hmm. like Parento. You know what I mean? I, I think Shea has played relatively poorly. He turns the puck over too much. The question on him going into the draft last year was hockey sense. I mean, he's a, a talented kid as far as skills. He's a great skater, but you know, is the hockey sense there? And quite honestly, I've seen too many turnovers from him this year. He's, you know, I know he's a minus player on the year. Not that I put a lot of stock in plus minus, but I have not seen, you know, for me, it's like, you know, Riley's made his mistakes, but I've seen more out of him that I, that gives me hope. Shea, I, I, I'm just a little frustrated there. And I feel like I would rather have some of the veterans in there, even if they're guys that are, you know, don't have the quite the same upside. I, I want to see a steadying presence back on defense. And, you know, a kid like uh, Parenteau, I mean, he he gives, you know, he's stable. You know, he allows somebody that he's playing with to, you know, kind of be more aggressive with the puck and make those rushes. And you're not worried about, you know, even if there is a two-on-one, you you kind of feel like he's going to be playing it correctly. So I just feel, yeah, I I like the idea of maybe sitting the freshman a little bit. And But does Lucia have the guts to do that when you're – you know, you have these NHL teams who want their guys playing. And nowadays, guys, you know, hey, I'm not getting enough playing time. I'm going to go play in the WHL, you know, or whatever. I, you know, I don't know. That's a question that you, you kind of have to wonder about. Well, Viggs, you know, he did split time with Parento and Shea Saturday night on defense, you know, because, you know, he had listed, you know, Parento as a forward, but, you know, he didn't. Did he play forward at all? I, I don't think he did. I, I don't think he did. No, he I didn't, mean, but he was moving things around, and the fourth line was made up of other guys to fill in. You had documented yeah, the it, whole thing to me. Yeah, it looked like Isaacson and Bugstad and um, maybe Boyd were getting extra shifts with Saratori and Hall. And it looked like what Lucia was trying to do was lean a little bit heavier on Schmidt and Marshall. And he was putting those guys out there more, which is what I think you're going to see. You'll see that with a lot of high school teams. You know, they have two defensemen they really trust, and they want those two guys on the ice as much as possible. And so they split them up and just putting different pairs with them. And I think that's what you're going to see Lucia doing, at least until – you know, Shea and Riley and Helgeson and Alter are able to minimize their mistakes a little bit more than they have been. Um, and I think that's a good solution. I mean, Schmidt and Marshall both looked really good Friday and Saturday night. 
and it worked. And especially at home when you can control the matchups mm-hmm. to who the young guys are going out against, it's a great way to divide up the ice time. Eric, I got to totally agree with you, uh, especially in the case of Schmidt. You know, I heard people grousing about him after the Mankato series or, you know, that his head was elsewhere, that, you know, he was making too many mistakes. And that may be the case. I mean, there were obviously cases, you know, the Michigan Tech series jumps to mind where defensemen got jumped at the blue line and and mistakes led to goals. And I really see uh, Schmidt turning his game around and and kind of solidifying things defensively in the last couple of weeks. All right, guys, any other thoughts on the games this weekend? Three uh, points. Know, Three points is never bad, I guess. <laughs> the big question for me, and it was mentioned earlier, is some of the lower line guys, you know, what's gonna, how that's going to shake out as the season progresses. Um, I've voiced some frustration with, you know, some of the guys like Michelson and whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't expect those guys to step in. I mean, we didn't expect any of the freshmen to be big scorers this year because of the way the lineup was already pretty veteran-laden. But, you know, when you're not – you played six games, you don't have any points, you're minus, what, three I think it was. I mean, you got to do better, especially in a fourth-line role where it's – you know, you're expected to play at least solid defense. And, you know, guys like that need to step it up. You know, it's, and I'm not saying that they have a score, but, I mean, you got to step it up a little bit. And I, that's, to me, a frustrating aspect of this year's team so far. So what's going on with Sam Warning? He's been out for a little while now. What's going on? Is it one of those hidden things, maybe a shoulder injury? What's going on? Well, I don't want to say too much of what I know, not on the air at least, uh, <laughs> if I'm supposed to. But uh, I just, um, just okay, just between us, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I uh, you know, that's yeah. I don't know any prognosis information or okay. whatever like that. But the one thing I will say, and I I wonder is. If a guy like that is out for who knows a significant amount of time, do you think about bringing in somebody like Justin Clues at uh, midseason? You know, Ooh. I don't know. I mean, he's already got twenty points on in for the season in USHL. That's very is, North Dakota like, isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, you don't <laughs> want to do that. You don't want to do those kinds of things. No, you don't. But, <laughs> but you have to say, okay, this is a season where. You know, the Gophers have a great chance based on at least talent to actually win a national championship. And, you know, if you're suddenly missing a guy who's you're counting on in your top six to nine forwards and he's gone and you have somebody in the bullpen that could step in, you know, right away and probably have some success, do you do something like that? I'm just floating it out there. I'm not saying that that's what they're going to do or anything like that. I'm just saying. I think that, we'd be I think we'd be hard pressed to see them burn a, a year of eligibility uh, on a player of that quality. I you know yeah, but of a player of that quality would even be here for two or three years, right? He I would mean, be. He would be. He's not drafted he, number he's, one, number two. He's smaller. He's yeah. not like one of those prototypical NHL prospects that are going to bail after two years. Even if he scores fifty points his first two years, you know, each season, I, I he's not going to. I highly doubt he'd sign. He, he's like. Uh, you know, kind of like a Con- Jack Connolly, you know, for Duluth. You know, great player and whatever and very skilled and can score, but he's not the NHL type that, you know, guys are just falling all over each other to sign. So, mm-hmm. Mark my words, Jack Connolly will play in the NHL. Yeah, I'm not saying he won't. But what's the, whoa, 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 whoa. What's the NHL? Yeah, oh, well, right good, now. Good question. But, no, I, I absolutely <laughs> take I, I absolutely take your point that I – I think Clues is definitely in that same mold now. You know, who knows? He could still grow some and, and be more of a pro prospect. But you're uh, you're definitely looking at a at a uh, smaller kind of playmaking forward. All right, any guy, anything else on the weekend? I just want to say I thought Christian Isaacson played a terrific game on Saturday night, and there are some people calling for his spot on that first line. Yeah, should go somewhere else. Yep, he's doing a great job there. I I. I think he's going to stay there for a while. Okay. I actually thought Budish had a good weekend, too. I thought he played well. I mean, he. I, I've heard rumblings that they've been a little frustrated with him, you know, so far this year, and I just think that uh, he actually had a pretty good weekend. All right. Well, let's – One, one, one more little note. <laughs> look, out, look out for Wisconsin. I think that's going to be a team to be reckoned with in the second half of the year. They have had – the the worst start you can possibly imagine with off ice stuff, with injuries, with you know just bewildering the way they've played. 
but I saw some stuff last weekend. I mean, hey, you don't give them, uh, you don't put them down five minutes twice in that game. I think they win Friday night's game. The way they were packing it in around that goalie, the way they were being, you know, just opportunistic enough on offense. I think Wisconsin is going to be, you know, I had them picked as an upper division team, and maybe I look like a fool now, but I'm sticking with that prediction. I, I, well, I saw the I way they came too. together, and I was impressed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I had them in a, like around fifth or sixth too. So it's not, you're not alone on that. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think that we focus on the Gophers so much, but you have to give Wisconsin some credit. I mean, I know we don't like to do that, but nonetheless, they suck. Put, <laughs> no, but put Cordelis back in that you know in that lineup and brings Angerly back in that lineup, mm-hmm. and that's I think a very different, very good team. Mm-hmm. Well, and they you know you have to give them credit for how they play. They, I mean, they played hard, and they and certainly on Friday night, especially I mean, being shorthanded for as long as they were, and and you know I always talk about goaltending being the great equalizer, and and they got some very good goaltending. You know, they got some fortuitous bounces, you know, here or there too, but. Nonetheless, I mean, you have to give them some credit, too. It's not just the Gophers' lack of execution. You know, the other team actually is doing some things to create problems for us. So, Yep. Well, let's head up to Grand Forks where the Bulldogs played with the shoe oh, this we past have to go weekend. To Forks? Why do we have to go to oh, okay. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> Drunk hockey guys, Bulldogs, now 0-4-2 in the WCHA. After second place finish last year, Jess, what's going on with your Bulldogs? Obviously, they've had a remember, tough schedule. Remember all those questions we had in the preseason about who was going to score? Yeah, <laughs> still got them. <laughs> they're, they're still there. Um, no, I mean, you know, and they got a, they got a tie. Ooh, yeah, they got a tie. Okay. They did get a tie, and they, you know, they played well Saturday. Okay, yeah. It sounds like you know I I didn't see the game obviously I was in a press box but uh, uh, you know it sounds like by all intents and purposes they deserved a better fate on Saturday night because you know they outplayed the North Dakota oh I almost said the S word and uh, you know I don't know where this team's going I I think they're still kind of figuring it out um, I don't know how much confidence they have in Aaron Crandall and they've been using you know the the younger kid uh, McNeely. A fair amount, and they're still looking for scoring. I mean, guys like uh, Caleb Herbert, have, have, they're relying on him to step up. And Jefferson kid, yep, yep, and he just Sorry, hasn't done it that. to the level uh, to the level they need yet. Mm-hmm. The question but, I have is, you know, with a kid like that, is it because I mean, you know, some of those main cogs? I mean, he had a great freshman year, and yep. now some of those guys that were, you know, kind of getting the attention of the opposition last year, they're gone, and now it's sort of focused on him. Is he? Is this one of those cases where now you're the focus and he's not handling it well because because of that? I, You know, that's interesting. And it sounded like I didn't see any of the games between those two teams last weekend, but it actually sounded like UMD outplayed North Dakota for a, a healthy portion of the weekend. So yep. the fact that they only got one point is probably frustrating. For, I'm sure very frustrating for them. And uh, um, so maybe they deserve a little more credit, even though that the uh, scoreboard says a little differently. Ten games in for Caleb Herbert, uh, four assists, and he and I have the same number of goals so far. Wow. Zero, which is um, okay. they expected a lot more. Hey, maybe that sophomore jinx thing is real. Who knew? Well, it is for the Bulldogs, so that's good for us. So far. Uh, I have heard great things about, and granted, haven't seen him in person, but Andy Walensky sounds like he is what everybody expected he would be. You know, top defenseman in the USHL last year, and uh, it sounds like he's really, you know, playing a, an important role in controlling the puck and, and playing good defense. And Scott Sandlin's, a, a, you know, a whole, Hobie finalist defenseman. He That's where he uh, makes his bread and butter. Does anyone care about Michigan Tech and Bemidji State? Well, other than I said that I thought Michigan Tech could sweep last weekend, oh. last week, and they did. Then, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's not a great series, but uh, you know, Tech, uh, you got to give them credit. At least they got their four points. Hey, they're back. Let me tell you. Oh, they are not. I know they're not. They're just fooling us like they do every year. CC and DU. Was it, was, Jupiter, was it you? Was it you that said? Someone asked rhetorically on Twitter, "When did Tech become the Chicago Cubs of college hockey?" Oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the lovable pucky losers that everybody's really pulling for every yeah, year. People just love to go up there to drink. That's pretty much all it is. It's just a big party in Houghton when people go up there for a road trip. So, but they they do have a guy with an unpronounceable name that was uh, freshman of the year or freshman of the week in the WCHA this week, though. Uh, 
Juharkahira or something like that. Excuse I, you? <laughs> yeah. No, that's his name. J-U-J-H-A-R. Of course, I was going to name my son that as a first name. And, wow. Uh, we didn't think it would look good on a on a, the back of a jersey, but anyway. Oilers draft uh, pick, though. Uh, Edmonton pick, isn't he? Yeah, Oilers yeah. draft pick. Two goals, six assists so far in ten games. And, uh, like I say, play, player of the week. So, God bless him. We had a little brawl in Colorado College Friday night. Little security issues, people throwing stuff at DU, which is fine with me. But uh, either way, Denver gets the sweep against Colorado College. Jess, what happened? Denver is really good. Yeah, they are. (laughs) No, no, No big secrets here. And, I mean, we knew they were really deep in goal. I mean, they've got... Three very good, very functional goalies. Okay, they've got two very good goalies, and they've got Adam Murray, who has been, frankly, a disappointment. (laughs) But uh, but you know they've got three functional goalies, and uh, you know and and they they're scoring goals is the big thing. I mean you know when you're putting up five six goals a game, uh, you know I could play in net and not do too bad. I'm pretty sure that's debatable. Okay, Adam Murray was a guy the Gophers had actually recruited for a period of time. No, I I think I agree that the big surprise for me is the fact that they're scoring as much as they have because I think we all knew the goaltending was going to be there and their defense was going to be there. But, you know, they had lost some key guys, you know, in the offseason. And you kind of say, well, you know, that's probably going to be the issue is their goal scoring. But they've actually, you know, stepped it up in that regard. So, yeah, you have to give them credit early on. They've certainly answered some questions. By the way, just to uh, just to hit rewind just a little bit, uh, we have an update from our good friend Andy Johnson of Badger Hockey fame. Uh-oh. Uh, Jujar Kara. Kara is how this guy's name is pronounced for place for Michigan Tech. And that's Chuck Schwartz to you. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I was so confused. I kept looking for Chuck, and then Andy left. <laughs> <laughs> so thank, thank you, uh, our friend in red. Vigo, any thoughts on that series out in the West? I'm glad the Gophers don't play Denver for a while. It'll cool <laughs> off a little bit. <laughs> that could be a big series at the end of the year. Yeah. Do they play, do they play twice this year? No. Just the once. Just and where is it? Here. Mariucci. Oh. Let me see that. That's uh great, great, great Gopher schedule this year, by the way. March first and second. So it's second to last series of the season. So that could be McNaughton Cup on the line. We hope. Yeah, I'm not convinced we're going to be in that hunt. My, my, my favorite stat from this year about the Gopher schedule, they have more games in Vermont than they have in Grand Forks, Duluth, and Madison combined. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way it goes. That's how Don likes it. Yeah, well. Remember, he's afraid to play North Dakota anymore. They want nothing to do with them. He's afraid to go up there, and the Sioux fans are, boy, they just love it. He's more afraid to play the North Dakota than Jerry Kill is afraid to play North Carolina. I saw that stupid thread. (laughs) (laughs) I went through that once, and I'm like, there's a couple minutes of my life I'll never get back. (laughs) Wow. It's true. I saw that, and I just kind of giggled. That's just the way it goes up there. Well, guys, we had something new at Mariucci Arena this weekend, and it seems like some people like it, some people don't. They turned out the lights and actually had some little light show going for the player intros. Jess, I know you love this. Tell me you do. Oh, why? Exactly. It's a player thing, I tell you. By, by the way, you know I've made it clear to everyone who knows me over the years that when I am running college hockey, Co- Cotton Eye Joe will no longer be allowed in in hockey arenas. Uh, well, we're I'm fine with that, that. I'm adding that Korean whatever it is to the Gangnam list. Style. Too. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, you know, I, if we're going to have annoying music, let's at least have it be American music. Ooh. Because Cotton Eye Joe was by some like Norwegian group too. Somewhere. They didn't play Cotton Eye Joe this weekend, did they? No, they didn't. Oh. Why were we were we in Mankato? Oh. <laughs> I was thinking St. Cloud actually. Yeah, no, it's either it's a way. Big one in, it's a big one in in uh, Mankato. And I St. thought it was Cloud. bad enough to play Welcome to the Jungle. I mean, that's definitely yeah. national, that's National Concrete Center material right there. Well, and I'm pretty sure the North Stars moved. So Ooh. that's I, I heard a lot of that at Met Center years and years ago. So what'd you guys think? They turned down the lights. They had some flashing lights on the cheerleaders. And they 
did the whole thing. I'm old school, man. I don't care about that stuff. I've never liked the pipe it in music. I'm like, look, let let the band play, play this, you know, that's what I like. I I want that collegiate atmosphere. If I wanted to feel that kind of pro stuff, I'd go over to Excel or I would, you know, go to some USHL games or whatever. But I don't know. Don't touch my college hockey atmosphere with that crap you know i just don't you like go it. over to excel and watch the ahl play or oh. well this year but i mean in general i didn't mind it too much i thought it was subtle enough uh it's not like there was a big laser show like you have in grand Forks. so what'd you think vegs you know i don't mind the the player intro video stuff like that i think that's kind of fun you know you have the big video scoreboard might as well use it. You know, I've been to a couple of college football stadiums where they have a really cool intro where they'll have different alums kind of give the team a pep talk before they come on the ice. You know, the fans like that. It's a little history of the program, and you spent all that money on that video board. Probably want to use it. During the game, I don't like the piped-in music. I like I like hearing the band play. Exactly. You know, I, I grew up in Old Mariucci where it was you know, a little bit louder, but uh, – the piped which, in music during the game. Which is. of uh, which of their four songs is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> I like the battle hymn the best. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let Skeeter know that that they need to play more songs. <clears throat> Just you know, spice it up a little. Come up with some new numbers. I mean, they have the four songs they have. They play them very well. Don't get me wrong. It's just. <laughs> It's just, I'm, I'm just looking for some new material. Well, from what I know, I mean, Craig Floor says, you know, the players have wanted a more flashy intro for years. I don't know about the music during the game, anything like that, but I know the players have wanted a little more pomp and circumstance for a long time. And I, I think they did an okay job with it. It wasn't too over the top. Well, I guess what's the logic for the players? I mean, you tell me. Is it just the fact like they somehow feel it's going to ma- manufacture excitement for them? I, it's like, dude, you're playing a game. I have no idea. I'm just they probably they go to other arenas and they see big intros, and they like it. They seem to think you know it gets the fans into it. You know, I noticed especially Saturday night. You know, they turn. You know, the lights were down before the players hit the ice. They had the video, and it seemed to kind of build up the crowd right as the you know the players hit the ice, and it was louder than it normally would be. When okay, the Gophers hit you, the ice, if you want to get the crowd jacked up, just serve alcohol all, all over the fucking <laughs> arena. Okay? There's your answer, and it's a lot cheaper probably than doing that light show crap. Booze, the answer to everything. That's not working at TCF. What? That's not working at TCF. The crowd is not as excited as as they are at Mary uh, Yeah, well, has... for good reason. There. Oh, they stink. They're just awful. From what I understand, it took them. They're bowl eligible. Come on. Oh God! Don't start. Go to the Meineke Who Cares Bowl or something. Oh jeez. Yeah. Okay. So what ha- what would happen if you had an AJ Barker situation on the Gopher hockey team? Ooh. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I know hockey players tend to be a little different in that sense. Um, they're not usually quite as out there as you see with like football and basketball, but nonetheless, it'd be an interesting situation to see whether something like that would happen. You know, the Gophers are pretty quiet on Twitter. I've noticed, you know, it's, it's some of the recruits, you know, I know it's Vinny Letary and uh, a couple others. They tweet quite often, but uh, the current players, a lot of times they'll retweet something, but they don't really uh, do a lot of, uh, controversial tweeting or anything like that. That's probably because they've been given the lecture right at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. you know, what not to do. And they listen, actually. <laughs> All right, well, let's, should we look at this week's exciting lineup of games, guys? All right. Like Mankato State heading to Wisconsin. Does anybody care? Obviously, sure. they do. I'm sorry, sure. Minnesota State. Sorry, it's always going to be Mankato State for me. I don't care what people say. This is this is the last game pre Curtis for the Badgers. And I, yeah. I, It'll be the last time they have they'll see Mankato <laughs> for a long time. I hope because that's yeah. one of the reasons why Wisconsin wants a Big Ten. They don't want to play teams like Mankato. Right. Right. They they don't care about Mankato, St. Cloud, Duluth. Even I would guess. Yes, your poor Bulldogs. They don't want to play them anymore. 
No, I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, and, and Wisconsin has uh, kind of been, you know, it's it's no secret they've been one of the schools kind of leading the charge to uh, to play with uh, you know the so-called BCS schools of college hockey on a on a more regular basis. Um, you know, Madison is a great sports town. Madison has never been a great hockey town. Okay, so um, if they have Michigan or Michigan State or Boston College or you know a name school coming to town, fans get excited. And if they have Bemidji State or Minnesota State Mankato coming to town, fans go. Eh, eh, yeah, eh. You know, the thing is, their fans get excited when it's a one-on-three. <laughs> they are I'm the they are the right? dumbest it's crowd in history. <laughs> I've never seen a more stupid crowd than Greatest. at Cole Center. Greatest Wisconsin hockey fan moment of my life. Yeah, you know the press box there where they don't really have a press box, but they have a few rows, mm-hmm. you know, where, where they put the press. And there are fans sitting right in front of you. A couple years ago, they're playing Denver in an NCAA tournament game at Cole Center. Badgers actually won the game. Okay. So delayed penalty coming up against the Badgers. So whoever the goalie is for Denver flies out of the net to the I bench and they throw the extra here. attacker. <laughs> and the, the Badger fan in front of me stands up and yells, the net's open, shoot the puck! <laughs> you know, I, he thought they were changing goalies on the fly. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he, he thought the goalie had just gone on strike. You know, the Badger fans, you know, they have a great time, they're loud, but man, they're dumb. I, their yeah, hockey they're great, knowledge they're great is sports fans. They're just not great hockey. Oh, uh, that's probably just what it is. They just they go there. It's not a hockey state, dude. It's not a hockey state. And and you know, twenty years ago, Wisconsin basketball was awful. And football. Uh, Wisconsin football had been awful for forty years. Sound familiar, anyone? Um, <laughs> and hockey was like the shining star of that athletic department. Mm-hmm. And it's and you know it's still a very good hockey program. But you know everybody came out to see hockey because it was the one place that the Badgers more often than not won. And and now it's not that way anymore. I mean, hockey's diminished just because the other sports have kind of eclipsed it. So how do they do against this weekend with a? Revitalized Mankato squad. Um, boy. Exactly. Wisconsin's going to sweep. Really? You know, so Wisconsin hasn't opinion. done that well at home recently. Well, I think that if they play, I mean, granted, it's not as rivalry serious, so and you always kind of get amped up for those. But if they play as hard as they did against the Gophers, I mean, I, I don't see what Mankato is going to get out of that series. Okay. Okay. Anyone else have thoughts? Mankato's well only- well rested. Didn't play last weekend, so if that means anything, who knows? I think it helped Wisconsin last weekend with us. Uh, yep. Maybe. Viggs, any thoughts on that series? I, I or did you fall saying, asleep already? No, I'm okay. <laughs> I would think three points, just because I think Wisconsin could have trouble scoring goals. Um, you know, they didn't generate a ton of chances. Uh, Eves was talking about that after the game on Saturday. Their best chances came when they were penalty killing. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just in the mode without their top two guys in the lineup. They're going to have a tough time getting goals. Alaska Anchorage heads to Bemidji State. Oh, man. The fans, <laughs> Bemidji, the fans of Bemidji have really been getting some barn burners. You know, they put tech in and now they get Anchorage. Whew. Must be some sellouts and wild crowds there. As Bill, as Bill Simmons would say, Oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. It's the benefit I mean, of being a big-time college hockey conference. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for Bemidji because it's just going to be more of that next season. It's well, going to be know ugly. What? Maybe that's, you know, maybe that's enough. I, you know, I, you know, maybe, but. And, and let's face it. If you're Bemidji, you're going to have more of a chance to compete on an every-year basis for a conference title. Um, True. Yeah. But, you know. You know that's, exactly, of, that's exactly what I was going to say, that, yeah. you know, they have a better chance now at least, you know. Yeah. Of, we might actually see Tech back in the tournament. Yeah. Could happen. Never know. Mankato. One of the Saratori brothers, and I honestly can't remember which one, told me this two years ago uh, when I was doing a piece about kind of the changing face of college hockey. He said, remember, and, and you guys are younger than me, but – 20 years ago, when Anchorage was an independent, mm-hmm. 
And they were very good. I mean, they would make the NCAA tournament. They went out to Boston College in the NCAA tournament a couple couple times and, you know, upset teams. And, I mean, they were – that was a legitimately competitive hockey program. And they were selling the place out every night. You know, there were 6,000 whatever in Anchorage. And, you know, it was just this tough place to play. It was a long trip. And it was – you know, the fans were raucous. And everybody said – Oh, they're going to get into the WCHA, and it's going to be the best program because you know it'll be sold out every night when when Wisconsin and Minnesota and these big time schools come to town. Fans will be all pumped to see them. Well, they were for about <laughs> two or three years, and then after a while, fans said, "Wait a minute, they lose all the time now. This isn't any fun." And now they get you know twenty three hundred a night, and and. <laughs> You know, the the novelty of seeing Minnesota or Wisconsin or, or Boston College or whoever comes in for that tournament has worn off. You know, and and I believe it was Tom Saratori, senior, that told me this, that he said, you know, that could change again now that they're in the, the new WCHA where they might be in contention for a conference title every year and, and you know, had bring the bring the excitement back. Well let's you know, that's gonna so. be the interesting thing about conference changes in general is I mean you have like uh, the National College Hockey Conference, you know, those are all pretty good teams that have had, at least at one time or another, most of them have pretty good success. Some of them are not going to be keeping that level of success. I mean, you're going to have to have doormats in every league. I mean, maybe not teams that are, you know, 3-20 and 20 or something, but nonetheless, you know, there's going to be teams that are going to be seeing less success because you're going to have to have somebody who's at the bottom of the heap. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out with some of these teams that have been accustomed to success and how that will change moving forward, you know, five, ten years from now. So what do you guys think? Split? Oh, God. Yeah. Does anybody care? I don't know. I guess uh, who can, which team will out-inept the other? I don't know. <laughs> we'll call it a split. This is one of those series, though. I mean, if you're both of these teams, you're looking at it saying – you know, it's only Thanksgiving, but it's Thanksgiving, and if we don't start putting some points in the bank in a hurry, you know, we're going to be dead and buried. Um, especially when you're coming off, you know, getting swept at home if you're Bemidji in two games that you know they maybe should have won. Well, it's Anchorage's chance to get out of the cellar. You know, put another team behind them. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a well-rested team, too. They haven't played since that tie with the Gophers. Yeah, they've only so, played four WCHA games so far, so they've got to catch up. Yep. St. Cloud heading to Duluth to play the Bulldogs. Jess. Got to be a desperate Bulldogs team, wouldn't you think? I would think so, but, you know, St. Cloud's pretty doing pretty well. Yeah, St. Cloud's, uh, you know, healthier. Not totally healthy because Ben Hanowski is still yep. uh, a little banged up but um, healthier, and after a couple years of kind of underachieving, um, you know, is playing much better hockey. Um, wow, I just realized this. The Bulldogs last won a game on October 18th. That really seems like a long time was ago. Was Notre Dame maybe? or Yeah, the, the Friday night game at Notre Dame. Excuse me, Thursday night game at Notre Dame because God knows they never play Friday, Saturday at Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They won three to one, and they have not won a game since then. Oh, that's got to be uh, making for some. So, will they get healthy this weekend? At least get a split. I could see. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you'd be crazy to pick anything other than. A I split. mean, they knowing, played pretty well last weekend. Yep, knowing how even these two teams are traditionally, and how kind of intense this rivalry is, and this keep in mind, these are going to be arch rivals in the NCHC. Uh, I would think so. Uh, arch rivals to see who doesn't finish last. You're, it, well, you know, like we, <laughs> like we just said, that's the thing about the NCHC is somebody is going to have to finish eighth in that conference, and that's going to be a big wake-up call for, for some program. What do you think, Viggs? you got to be crazy to go against the split. That's what I think is going to happen. I do think UMD wins a game, though. <laughs> they get off the schneid and win a game. I don't think there will be two ties. <laughs> Hammy. Yeah, I actually think that UMD is going to come out and play well. I think that, you know, after last weekend, maybe they'll be a little, even though they didn't come out of it with a lot of points, I think that they'll have some confidence from that. I mean, playing North Dakota tough in Grand Forks is, you know, a good thing. And, uh, yeah, I, it won't shock me if they get more than two points out of that series. They've always seemed to play, you know, uh, St. Cloud pretty tough, even when St. Cloud was the better team. 
Um, they always seem to give him fits, and so I, it won't shock me if if uh, Duluth actually comes out on top of the series with more than two points. Before we get to Minnesota and Vermont, we've got a few Twitter questions. Uh, Michael Russo wants to know why doesn't Jeff just accept that Minneapolis is mini? Oh goodness sakes! <laughs> <laughs> this is a thread that yeah, will never die. A little. I'll- Oh, a little background, uh, <laughs> Mike, who's new around these parts, uh, <laughs> like likes to refer to uh, the city where he now lives as Mini. Um, I always make the point that much like Frisco is what people who aren't from San Francisco call San Francisco, mm-hmm. Mini is what people who aren't from around here refer to Minnesota as more often than not. You know, it's like, hey, w- we saw Fargo. We know all about it. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Mike. You'll come around. I I, I promise. You're, you're, you're my friend. I'm here to help. <laughs> okay, who wants to take this question uh, from JJ Kreitzer? He says, if Helgeson wasn't a senior, do you think he would be the odd D out? Seems to struggle at times. Also, a lot of penalty minutes. Hammy Helgeson. Mm, I thought he I actually did okay. Actually, I, I've been more down on alt recently. So. Well, I think the thing that I like about Helgeson is he brings that physical presence with his size. And, I mean, he seems to be one of those guys that's willing to, to mix it up a little more. And so you kind of take the good with the bad on that sometimes, And you know, when it comes to, like, penalties or whatever. And he, there's been times where over, the, you know, his college career where I've been a little frustrated with him. But, of course, that's not unique for me to be frustrated with a player. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't think he would sit. I, I get a little bit more – annoyed by some of the you know the freshman mistakes than i do some of the stuff i see with helgeson so i i personally think that he'd still play any thoughts on that Viggs? well i think helgeson is what he is he's a big physical guy he needs to play a simple game he's gonna get beat with some foot speed so he just needs to play good position and i think most of the time that's what he does he's gotten caught a couple times when he's had forwards in the offensive zone giving him hand grenades and the puck and the the forward get there about the same time. And so that's more on the forward than on him. So I, I think he's got to be in the lineup. I, again, I think you're just going to lean on Marshall and Schmidt for ice time and, and work the other guys in there. Nate Wells was saying on via his Gopher state Twitter, no talk on the goal pyrotechnics. I don't know. There was some like some something happened behind the nets. Was there some uh, smoke yeah, there, or something? There was some smoke because I, I didn't some... I didn't see it. I was busy taking oh, pictures, yeah. but I heard about that. What he was uh, he thought that was much worse than the lighting behind the Zamboni net. Uh, the Zamboni end net they have okay. like smoke machines that shoot up now. And... Oh, what's it's, next? Is a concert going to break out? <laughs> and then the the other the other kind of weird lighting thing I noticed. You, did anybody else notice that when uh, an opposing player gets a penalty, they, they get put the a flashing sh- thing, a, sh- a flashing spotlight on the penalty box? They're trying to make him have a seizure, apparently. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I will give the you know the one thing I will say is we've seen a lot of fans over the years kind of complain about how they don't try new things or they don't do this or don't do that. I'll at least give them credit for trying to, you know, adjust. You know, and do some new things and try some stuff out. So I give them credit for that. I mean, even if I don't like everything, they're still tweaking it. I know yeah, they're going yep. to try some things. They're going to not try some other. I mean, they're going to. They're still messing with it. So here's my thought, though. You're the University of Minnesota. Why do you need to try new things? Well, you know, I'm just talking all from a fan standpoint. You, you know, you've got something that kind of works. I think. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, I've noticed some some kids talking, you know, on the you know the thread about the new stuff at Mariucci, and they said, you know what, we don't want to hear '80s music. We want to hear the newer stuff. You know, the stuff that you know guys like us don't want to hear. So maybe we're just crusty and getting old. And yeah, a lot of the yeah. students, they just they want this stuff. That this is hey, a new generation. And and the game is for the students. Let's never forget that. You know, it, it's it's there because of them. And and I, and I mean that in all in all seriousness. I mean, you have some programs out there. You know, you have some schools out there. One of which I may have attended, where they seem to want to eliminate the students from the equation and have the game be there for the seventy year old season ticket crowd, um, also known as go for football season ticket holders. But wow. anyway. Um, and, and when you lose sight of that, I really think your program loses something. So, I mean, if that's what the students want, give them more of what they want. Cause it's there for them. Well, I've been impressed with the students. They, 
you know, now that they've got them all in one section or one area of the building, and they're actually seem to be showing up. Yep. Um, I think the atmosphere is a little bit better. Well, that atmosphere they all showed Saturday up night. on time. That was amazing. The atmosphere Saturday, Saturday night was fantastic. <laughs> well, Viggs, you know why they showed up on time? It was at eight. Because the ticket said seven. <laughs> oh, nah. <laughs> Did they really? They never changed. Well, I don't know if the student tickets said, but I hear that the main tickets, you know, for the game did say 7 p.m. because the time was changed, you know, after they were printed. Oh, wow. So that may have had something to do with it. It's a good that trick. A, I like it. That was a great atmosphere, though. Friday was a disease. I couldn't believe how bad the traffic was down there. I'm surprised that there was even that many people when the puck dropped. So who knows? Well, for the first time since January of 2005, the Gophers are heading out east. I know they went to Ohio State, but I don't count that as east. But it's been years since Minnesota has, in the regular season, gone out east to play a series. It was against Boston University to uh, – Close their old arena and open up the new Aganis Arena in 2005. But finally, the Gophers are making a trip to Vermont. What is the deal? Why does it take us this many years to get on the road on the East Coast again, Jess? Why travel if you don't have to? Yeah, I know, but come on. No, and, and It's I mean, a joke. To Don Lucia's credit, you know, talking to him the other night, he said, hey, I'm excited about this. New place, haven't been there. You know, Gutterson Fieldhouse is kind of one of those old classic rinks. Um, so, but, uh, you know, if you don't have to travel, why travel? Let's face it. You know, uh, Mariucci Arena is a destination in college hockey. If you're if you're out there, this is a place you want to play. So if people want to come uh, and, and play you and, and let you sleep in your own bed, let them do it. Uh, and I love, you know, that, that they're going out east and they're traveling to some new places and, and some new blood. But I'd love it just as much if they were bringing them here. Well, I just think that you're not challenging yourself unless you're going to these tough places and playing on the road. Not everything has to happen at Mariucci. Great place to play. You're going to get your games here. But I still think you've got to go and play at Boston College, at Maine, at New Hampshire. It's just we hardly ever do it anymore. Right. Any thoughts, Hammy and Viggs? Well, I mean, I like. I'm glad that they're going to go out east, and I'm glad that you know. I I mentioned this before when it came to future scheduling. I'm glad that we're going to. You know, one of the things about the Big Ten is being able to see some different teams out of conference. I mean, we were limited because of you know we had we had to have a certain amount of home games, and then with the WCHA, we only had you know, a certain amount of games we could play non-conference. And so to be able to kind of be a little more flexible at the schedule, uh, I kind of like that we're going to be playing some Notre Dames and some Boston College or Northeastern or whatever, some of these other teams. Uh, you know, so I, I, I'm excited about, you know, some variety in that sense. And if it means that it takes away from some of these more uh, classic rivalry series a little bit, that's kind of one of the side effects, and you just have to live with that. Any thoughts, Beegs? Well, I think if they're not going up to Alaska or to Denver or CC every year, you'll see them probably take one trip out east mm-hmm. to play some of the bigger-named Hockey East schools. But at the same time, they're going to get a lot of those schools wanting to play in Mariucci. And the, and the way that the athletic department's going to run the scheduling, You know, they're not going to have a ton of on-the-road non-conference games available. I think it's four or six yeah, it's it's not a big amount, you know, after you play all the in-state schools like they said they're going to do. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not going to be a lot of opportunities, and, and one's going to be it. I mean, this year's road schedule is pretty favorable for the Gophers. Definitely I mean, is. I mean, after this series, they've got uh, CC. Uh, they play one more at, at Mankato, a uh, series at St. Cloud, one game at Wisconsin, one at Soldier Field, and then they have Bemidji State at the end of the year. That's pretty nice. So the Gophers take on Vermont. Vermont is 2-4-2 two, and two overall. They split last season, and they're only two meetings all time. You know, the Gophers, would they blow them out one game, and they stunk it up the second game. So, Hammy, what's going to happen this weekend? The Gophers heading out east. They're taking off, I, what, I hear uh, Thursday morning on a charter. And off they go. Play Vermont. Yeah, I mean, I remember... The, when they last played, I was actually at that second game where they 
they, you know, the Gophers really screwed up uh, in terms of penalties in the second period, and there's some stupid things that went on in that game, and we ended up blowing the game. And, uh, you know, I, based on what we've seen so far this year, I mean, I, I, sometimes, you know, those road series, especially when it's a longer road trip, you know, that kind of brings the team together a little bit and uh, playing in a new place, hopefully that'll – give them a little excitement. I'm sure that, you know, people in Vermont will be excited to have a good team from, you know, if they're not accustomed to seeing traveling to their rank and uh, for a series. And I, I expect the Gophers to be successful. I mean, if you look at Vermont's record this year, they're obviously the Gophers should be favored even on a, you know, as a road team. So I would hope they would come out of the series with a sweep, but you can never count on that in road. So if they get two or three, po- you know, well, they don't get points, but two or three uh, points per se, that you know, I think that's a relatively quality weekend. What do you think, it Jess? Depends on how they play. Oh, sorry. No, that's right. Go ahead. No, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, it, a couple things that work here. Number one, Don Lucia is a master of knowing what works and what doesn't in the uh, in the world of the pairwise. And these are the kind of series that people look at, the uh, the outside your conference stuff. You know, granted there are no no conference points available, but this is uh, goes a long way in the computer rankings. And uh, and the other thing, you know, they've had what, three road trips now and have yet to sweep uh, a road series. They want two wins just to make a statement. They want to, they want two wins badly even if there are no points on the line. Vigo, your thoughts on the weekend? You're heading out there, aren't you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, has GPL got a ticket for me? Yet? I wish. You know, I I was hoping this series was going to be the first series of the year, and I wanted to head out there. You know, in you know, in early October, which would have been beautiful, but late November does nothing for me in Vermont. That's all right. We can we can save the airfare budget for CC coming up. Ooh, that huge <laughs> airfare I- budget. Yeah, but I, I got to think they get a sweep one of these weekends, and this looks like one they could get. The team's playing better. I think both Friday and Saturday night, they, they played fairly well. I think we can you know, pick holes at the power play a little bit on Friday night, but they, they, they move the puck well in both games on the power play. They're gaining the zone. They're getting chances. It's not like they're struggling to, to break out and, and control the puck and are – making bad passes they're just not putting in the back of the net so i'm thinking sweep okay i'm thinking sweep too four four points like everyone always likes to say on non-conference weekends that mean nothing four imaginary points yeah i hate that all right guys anything else for the week i want i have one thing to add yes the two newest members of the big 10 oh god it's nine stops on the metro from Maryland's campus to the home of the Washington Capitals. In other words, you have a rink you can use. No, they don't. Get a hockey program. It's not going to happen. They're dropping programs now. Rutgers, Rutgers is 20 minutes from the home of the New Jersey Devils. You have a rink you can use. Make it happen. Not going to happen, Jess. I don't think it will either. Pipe dream. Just out there. <laughs> Under Armour, they want to get another hockey program in oh, jerseys for. Absolutely. Does anybody care about either of these schools? Um, uh, several accountants in Chicago, yes. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's all about money. They don't give a rat's ass about the students at all. Yeah, but fans. you know what? It's all about the millions and millions of dollars they'll make. But that's what helps the athletics. Yeah, you know well. I mean? So Big yeah. Ten Network. Yeah, you no, know, no, it helps the big schools. You know, it hasn't seemed to be helping the little schools that well, barely make a way, budget. It certainly helps with the budgeting, you know, at even at all the schools. And it's certainly from a standpoint of, uh, you know, the gopher hockey ticket price is sky high. You know what I mean? Maybe that hopefully <laughs> takes a little pressure off of raising ticket prices, you know, moving forward. It probably won't. But nonetheless, you got to think about, you know, how that can affect the bottom line. 55 bucks for single game ticket for North Dakota. Yippee skippy. Wow. It wow. ain't cheap, folks. It ain't good about the donations. Cheap. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and the donations. Well, I think the season ticket price are closer to, what, 35 or something like that when you average them out. But if you were to buy a single game. What's a student ticket cost? Uh, I have no idea. Interesting. No students listening right now? What the hell? I can't get all Twitter. I think it was about 100. I think it's $100 maybe or 110 But I mean, for one game, game of the series. I mean, that's for like Friday nights. 
It'd be over two hundred dollars for a full season. So, what does that break hmm. down to per game? Ten bucks? Something like that. Yeah, that's. Not I bad. was told there'd be no math. So, okay, sorry. Anything else, guys? Nope. Looking forward to Turkey this week. I hope. Of course. Absolutely. Oh, stuffing our face. I just found that you can make stuffing out of White Castles. You may, you may never see me again. <laughs> yeah, because we won't be able to see past your huge gut if you do that. Exactly. My gosh. My goal for the winter, add a third chin. <laughs> third? I thought you already had that going. No, thank you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> much much appreciated. Hey, I'm Fat Planet, so I know all about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll hand you water at mile 24 of the next marathon you run. <laughs> uh, 24? <laughs> More like 2.4 and I'm dead. Exactly. All right, well, you can always follow Jess as he writes for 1500 ESPN or follow him on Twitter at Jess R. Myers, correct? That's correct. J-E-S-S-R-M-Y-E-R-S. Thank you very much. Well, Hammy at Hammy Hockey on Twitter. Correct? Correct. And you're getting a little bitter on the website, I know. So you haven't been posting. Get a little frustrated with the JPLers? I can't deal with the whining after some uh, games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. And, of course, Vigo at EVigo on Twitter. And of course, you could see... And read his writing on Gopher Puck Live. And uh, that's all we have for tonight, folks. Thanks, Jess, for joining us. Good to be here. Good to be here. Hey, we didn't go into wrestling talk, so that's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week. We'll be back next week to recap the big East Coast trip to Vermont and preview Nebraska-Omaha. Until then, thanks for listening. 